Hey, friends. Uh, welcome to Wings of the Eagle live stream. It is uh, Tuesday, December 8th, 2022. I'm blessed to be here, be able to do this. Uh, please like and subscribe and get notifications when Wings of the Eagle goes on the air. We are currently banned from Facebook broadcasts, so hopefully you're coming here in another way. But uh, welcome to YouTube and Twitter. If you have any questions, comments, uh, please do so. In fact, today is for you. I want to... Um, give you the opportunity to ask any question or <clears throat> express any um, thing that you've got for the big scope of the book of Revelation. We've been, I've been teaching through it uh, at End Time Church on Monday nights that you're perfectly welcome to attend. You're invited to do that every Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, endtime.church. But uh, we've been going through it and we're all the way up to chapter 20 now. So we've gone through all the major things called the seals, vials, and trumpets. And um, it's very interesting. Students of the Bible uh, have talked about this for many, many generations. What does it all mean? Uh, what kind of order are they in? Are, are they overlapped? Are they different things? Are they the same things? Have any begun? If so, when? What does it all mean? So <clears throat> I think we've gone through and uh, done a pretty decent job of, of laying it out. So I want to hear your opinions or questions about it. And I want to actually um, present the actual photo that you saw in the preview of the video. I'll share that here and then we'll get going depending on what you're asking. Um, there we go. All right. And we'll share that. Share that. All right. <clears throat> Although we are brought to you by your tithes, offerings, and gifts 100%. It's just you. If you appreciate this ministry, what we've done over the past nine years now, nine years, uh, please support us. And uh, excuse me, wingsoftheeagle.com slash donate. Any type of help you could give would be extremely appreciated. Uh, any method you'd like to use for that. All right, so this is a pretty simplistic, no-budget uh, map or um, chart, I should say, um, of what my understanding is um, about what these things are. And we have more details at Wings of the Eagle. Uh, we have pages set up just for the seals, just for the trumpets, and just for the seven vials. It lays out in more detail what they are um, when they occur and what to look for. Um, and then when they occur. So as you can see, and again, I want your input here, so please comment right now um, down in YouTube or Twitter verse. Uh, the seals basically are the entire end times. I know this is maybe different than what you've heard before, um, but you really can't get around it because... Um, again, I know the traditional teachings. I get it. I've been, I believe different things at different times in my life and different teachers and books and whatever, but just sticking to the Bible, right? That's what we're supposed to do. Just sticking with the scripture itself. Um, we're, we're presented with a very obvious problem in thinking the seals, uh, are somehow before the return of Jesus, because the sixth seal is the return of Jesus. 
it's just as it is. Ah, the sky is opened. Everyone sees Jesus. He's coming with wrath, the wrath of the Lamb. Their stars are falling from heaven. All the signs that Jesus laid out in Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21. These are all done. This is the day of the Lord. This is it. Um, so we, by, by nature, by uh, just logic uh, of seeing that happen in the sixth seal, we must understand that what we read after that doesn't mean it happens after that. It means the book of Revelation very frequently zooms in and zooms out, you know, like with a camera, right? If you're if you're zooming in and out on something, you're getting a, a closer focus or you're pulling back to get a wider view. And that's what Revelation is. And so certain chapters, certain parts of it will zoom in on certain parts. Well, bless you, Anthony. Thank you, sir. Um, and so Anthony says, Jesus is coming back after the sixth seal. Well, it's the sixth seal itself shows him coming, right? So how do we, uh, deal with, how do you, Anthony, deal with the rest of it? Are you agreeing with basically what the picture has here? And if you don't understand what it says, basically it says seals one through three, are not even part of the final seven years. They're leading up to the final seven years. And there's many more details if you want to know why that why that statement is true. And then the fourth seal begins the last seven years. And again, there's teaching on that. But then the fifth, sixth, and seventh seal are really what we would consider the end times. Well, the fourth also, because it starts the last seven years. But we read of the seven trumpets, right? When did they happen? It seems to be, seems to me, they all occur in the final three and a half years. So that's as of the fifth seal, between the fifth and sixth seal, you have all seven trumpets. Because what happens at the seventh trumpet? Jesus returns with all the dead in Christ. And we who are alive and remain are caught up and are changed into our resurrected bodies to join them as Jesus returns. Right? So that's the seventh trumpet and the sixth seal together. And then what do we have with the seven vials? Uh, of wrath, which is, wait a minute, we just saw the sixth seal says that Jesus comes with wrath, the wrath of the Lamb. Well, that's the seven seals. That's the wrath of God. God, the Lamb is God. Amen. Okay, so when he comes, he's actually on a path. And he's. it says he comes to judge and wage war. So that's what he's going to do. And where is he going to wage war? Right? Again, we have full teachings on all of these things. This is not a one-off here. Uh, go back to the playlist in Wings of the Eagle or End Time Church playlist, and you'll see every chapter, every verse taught and gone over and explained and different theories discussed. Um, so this is what how it lines up. The only way you can get them all to line up with the sixth seal being the return of Jesus is to say, well, it must be at the seventh trumpet, because it is. Uh, and it must be when he returns in wrath, because that's the only way he returns. Revelation 19 says that. When he comes, it's with the wrath of God. There is no other coming of Jesus. There's no way. Right? That's what the, all the Old Testament points to, all the prophets. Jesus never left anything out. It always is, when I return, when I come, the day of the Lord, 
the day of the Son of Man, it will be like this. All right? There's never two returns. There's never one return to go rapture people and then come back again later. That's not in the Bible. Anywhere. All right? And I know a lot of folks, whatever, uh, get ugly about that. Um, but I just challenge anyone to show me because there is none, uh, to show where God says, I'm going to resurrect you before the resurrection and give you eternal bodies, but then take you to heaven. Uh, and then, even though they're for the earth, and then, or I'm going to come take you in the first return of Jesus, but then the second return of Jesus, I'm coming back with you. What? All right. There's the, on the day of the Lord is different than, no, 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 no. It, he's not. It, as we have said over and over and over, he's not trying to fool you. He's not trying to confuse you. God is not trying to confuse us. He's trying to reveal the truth for those who will see. And in preparation to know um, that these things are coming, and there's a reason why we have to know. Because those of us who will be here, first of all, we have to teach it to our children. Whatever generation does see these things has to be uh, spiritually prepared, and that means you know beforehand. Jesus said, I've told you beforehand. Um, so let's act like that instead of just dismissing everything and saying, I've read the back of the book and God wins. That means nothing. I'm sorry, but to a believer who's in the middle of these things, it doesn't mean anything. Um, he gives us so many details. What do you think these are all in here for? For, for for toilet reading, like to pass the time? No. It's for the usefulness of the church and for exhortation and for um, right understanding of the plan of God and of the mercy of God and the fact that he will take um, so long, basically, take his uh, to the last possible moment uh, for those to repent for for his for his uh, creation to come back to him to become children of God. That's his goal. That's his desire. That's his will. That's his will. It doesn't mean we all will choose that, right? Um, but that's his will. That none should perish, but all should come to repentance. And that's the reason why this all exists. That's why it's drawn out like that. It takes years and years to, to um, get to the end of the process. And the closer you get to the end of the process, the more uh, contracted it is. And more like a labor pain, as we call them contractions, right? When you have a, a baby, a woman has a baby. She has contractions closer and closer together. And they're more and more intense and painful the closer you get to the birth. So that's why Jesus calls these the birth pains. That's how it's going to be. It starts slowly at first. We know we're pregnant at some point, right? We, then we start to show, right? A, a woman will begin to show, like you'll see, well, she, yep, she's definitely pregnant. And so it's coming soon. It's not here yet. It's not here yet. And I think we're there. You say, where are we, Pastor Major? We're there. Um, we know we're pregnant, which is the seals have been broken. I believe the first seal has been broken. At the latest, 2014 was the date of the first seal being broken. Why do I say that? Well, we can talk about that if you want to, but uh, some people believe it was even earlier in 2003. 
that the first seal was broken. Some people in 2001. Now, I think there are um, good arguments to be made for all of those dates, but I would not put it before that or after that, right? Um, I do not think there's any way you can say we're waiting for the first seal still to be open. I know many folks say, wait, that's the Antichrist is the first seal. No, it's not, right? I mean, it's not. Uh, we Again, we went through this painstakingly, uh, verse by verse, um, and if anything, the only Antichrist uh, seal is the fourth. And again, there's there's scripture interpret scripture. We can't just say, well, Jesus came on a white horse, therefore the white horse in the first seal must be the Antichrist. It doesn't work like that. I've also heard that it's, it's the rapture, right? Because it's the white horse. Well, there comes Jesus. Wait, what? It's totally different. Uh, you see in chapter 19 how Jesus comes with his white horse, and it's not to go away. It, once you leave heaven, you're 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 going to war um, on that horse, and that's it. That's the purpose. Um, Anthony says he agrees, but we, well, we disagree a little bit here. He says I think the trumpets and vials judgment occurs when jesus will be here on the earth this is the wrath of the lamb the wrath of the lamb is definitely the seven vials because it says they are but the trumpets don't say that they are there's nothing in the trumpets that says they are the wrath of god if anything and the reason why i put them here is because there is a wrath of satan the wrath of satan is in revelation chapter 12 and it lasts for three and a half years that's the Great Tribulation. We call that Jacob's Trouble, right? The first three and a half, I'm sorry, the last three and a half years where the trumpets are, in my view, um, are this is the wrath, all right, but it's not the wrath of God. These are just things that happen naturally. Normally, as you say, we all will endure tribulation of some kind, but this will be the final one where Satan is actually on the earth. In fact, we see that in the third trumpet. So Satan is actually on the earth, and he gets to invade Jerusalem now that he's on the earth and go after the Jews and the Christians, the Christians who were defending the Jews, basically, right, who won't bow to him um, or his his kingdom, his uh, beast kingdom or his false prophet, right? All that stuff, that's all last three and a half year stuff. Um, and then the seventh, see, the reason why Jesus... Um, can't return in the first trumpet, the second trumpet, or the third, or before, because he comes in the seventh. Apostle Paul tells us that. And many other places do too. It just doesn't say the seventh or last trumpet. It just says the trumpet will sound, and then he will come with trumpets. That's the that's Old Testament, right? He doesn't come before that. So he can't come before the seventh trumpet sounds. That's why I put it um, where it is. Okay? So the... That's just how I divvy that up. Uh, current world is reserved for fire, which the seven trumpets and bowls or slash or bowls and vials are the same word. I just I prefer vials. I don't know. It sounds better. Um, again, the fire definitely comes in the vials, no doubt. Um, has any seal been broken? Yes, I just I just said that a minute ago. You may have asked before I said it. 
yeah, I believe the first seal has been broken um, somewhere between 2001 and 2014. Um, I'll break down why those dates are out there if you like, but the second seal has not. Good, good morning to Kim. Hello, Kim. Blessings. Mary Nan. All right, what do we got here? That's interesting. Hey, I like that. Interesting is good. I myself in pre-tribulational still, for one thing, if the whole tribulation is the wrath of God, why would we be here? It is not. The whole tribulation is not the wrath of God. The wrath of God doesn't occur until the tribulation ends. The, the, the great tribulation is the wrath of Satan. The great tribulation is the wrath of Satan, not God. And per Revelation 19 and other places, the wrath of God cannot come until Jesus leaves heaven. In the book of Acts, Peter says when Jesus leaves heaven, that's the restoration of all things. There is no turning back from there. There is no leaving heaven and then going back to heaven. It's time to establish the kingdom to Israel. It's like the apostles were asking when he left, right? Is now the time that we that you restore the kingdom to Israel, that restoration happens when Jesus leaves heaven. <clears throat> so we're definitely not, the a faithful believer, a faith, one who doesn't reject Christ, and you can, right? You can go to apostate, you can change your religion, you can, right? All Christians can leave Jesus. Uh, but those who won't, who stay faithful through all these things, won't be subject to the wrath of God. Literally, they won't because they'll be in their new bodies. But on the earth, returning with Jesus. So they're literally not the target of the attack. They're actually behind Jesus, right? We are. If you, if you are alive and remain to the coming of the Lord, like Paul would say, uh, you are actually behind Jesus on his horse. He's doing the fighting, but you're coming as one of the armies from heaven. Well, the dead in Christ are called the armies from heaven. But you're joining them. That's what rapture means. To, to gather, to gather with them, join them, join them as they come, right? So you're, you're, you're not subject to the wrath of God because you're literally behind it. You're right? Do you understand the image? Like Jesus is the one doing the fighting. You're behind him. You can't be subject to it. You're you're part of the, you're not the victim, right? You're not the target. You're not the target. You're on the attacker's side. Literally. So that's, you're right. We are not subject to the wrath of God. And that's why. Because the seventh trumpet has sounded. Our bodies are changed. We're coming back with him. The target of the wrath of God is not us. Uh, hey, Harold, blessings to you and your family. Thank you, brother. And the same to you and yours. Uh, I thought each seal lasts for one year. Nope. And the seventh, the current seven, you're making it the last seven years. No, I know one brother in particular teaches that and he's wrong. He's very wrong. <laughs> I love him, but no, uh, not the case is not the case. There's no basis for that. Um, it just there just isn't. Just examine it closely. In fact, 
Well, I have too many images to pull up. I don't want to confuse anybody. But if you're interested in how the seals are not one year each, go to wingsoftheeagle.com slash seven seals. Spell it out, seven. In fact, let me show you it. How about that? Let me change my view here. And uh, we'll show it to you. Oops. Here. All right. That's the page wingsoftheeagle.com slash seven seals. And here's the whole shooting match right here. If you click on it, it'll make it bigger. There's the seven seals. And then I have an image for each one of the seals and why it is what it is, how it matches up, not just with Revelation, but with Jesus' words, with Daniel chapter 7, with the book of Zechariah. And, um, yeah, okay, so there's one, there's two, there's three. Four gets a double one because you see where it happens and what happens in it, but then also an extra um, proof from Daniel 9 and Isaiah 28 that the fourth seal must begin the last seven years, not the first seal. Right? Again, if you go to go to this website, go to wingsoftheeagle.com slash seven seals. There's number four. It's just really simple um, Bible addition. That's the wrong word. Like math. Scripture on top of scripture on top of scripture will interpret it for us. Don't don't get it mixed up. I did not say add to the word of God addition. No, it's your layering, right? Interpreting itself. It interprets itself. When the fourth seal says it, hey, just so happens to be Sheol and death on the fourth horse, that should tell you, wait a minute, I know that term. And some Bibles say Hades. Okay, Hades is just the Greek form of Sheol. Some say hell. All right, go to Isaiah um, 28, and you'll see Sheol and death and covenant is all there. So this is the beginning of the covenant of Daniel 9. The last seven years begin with the fourth seal, not the first seal. Not possible. Okay. Uh, and then we go into the fifth, which starts the Great Tribulation. Why? Because, again, pretty simply, um, Jesus says so. The martyrs are calling out from under the altar and say, How much longer, Lord, till you avenge us? How do you avenge us? By leaving heaven and going to war. Call the wrath of God, the wrath of the Lamb, right? Uh, well, he says, wait a short time until all the rest of your martyrs come in. The rest of the martyrs who must be killed as you were come here, here to heaven, and then we all leave together. That's exactly the picture that we get in Revelation 7 and then in Revelation 19, the great multitude of martyrs that come with Jesus, right? Once everyone's there, then he can leave and pour out the wrath of God. And that's what we see in the sixth seal. Anyway, so that's why in the main um, photo that I don't have on this page, this is just the seals. Anyways, uh, that's when 
between the fifth and sixth seal is the great tribulation. The sixth seal is the return of Jesus, where he comes with the wrath of God. And the seventh seal is the end of everything. He's on the earth. He's establishing the kingdom of Israel. Um, oh, sorry. Okay, there's, there's the sixth. There's the seventh. Millennium begins. The day of the Lord is complete. Anyway, some extra stuff there, and uh, if you want to give, please do so. Okay, is that adequate? Claudia, Revelation 16, 15, the six bowls, is behold, I'm coming as a thief, then the seventh bowl. Um, okay, I see what you're saying, but that he's not, um, that's an insertion. Okay, like we went over this when we covered Revelation 16 a couple weeks ago. Um 16 is Jesus' words there are saying, look, when I come, I'm going to come quickly, so don't be caught naked. Right? He has to dispense all these um, bowls of wrath. Anyways, it's a good question, though, or statement. All right. Um, I guess we'll pull the main picture up one more time and then we'll we'll go if no one has anything else. But I do want whoops, I do want folks to pray on this. Um because it matters. There. There we go. Because it matters. Why would why would God do all this? Why would he put all this in here? Especially if we're not going to be around, there's no point. So we are going to definitely be here. Um, and that's the process. And there's a reason for the press, the reason for everything God does, right? Everything, every single thing to the Jew first, then to the Gentile. That's how salvation was offered. That's how the end times will go down. First judgment to the Jews, then judgment to the Gentiles, um, which is basically what you see at the bottom row there, right? And again, if you want to break the trumpets down even further, which we did in the study, please go 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 there. And we have, again, I have pages, wingsoftheeagle.com slash seven vials and seven trumpets as well. Okay, so go, go check those out. And if they minister to you, please give something toward the ministry. So the seven trumpets basically are about Israel and about those who are faithful Christians who will stand with her. That's the point. That's why it's called Jacob's trouble. That's why it's there. Um, and so these first four basically happen to the land. They're all land-based. One-third of the trees, one-third of the land, one-third of the rivers, the sun itself, right? It's all like natural creation, land-based judgments. Um, and then the last three happened to people. So it says the land and the people. That's exactly what Jesus says in Luke 21. Where it says, woe to this land and this people. After the invasion of Jerusalem. So that's how we get seven trumpets in the last three and a half years only. Okie dokie. Oh, uh, brother, what is a good commentary on the book of Revelation? I don't know. I've never read any. 
honestly, to, uh, to be totally honest, True Church Podcast, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm. I'm down on commentaries, honestly, because I mean they're good and all. More power to you if you have time for that. Um, always good to get opinions, but commentaries are just literally opinions, right? They're just opinions. Um, we probably don't have time for all that. I mean, we as the church. So, and frankly, when it comes to prophecy, when it comes to end times, book of we need the book of Daniel to understand all of this. We know that, right? He unlocks it. That's why God sealed it. God sealed Daniel to the time of the end, not the time of Revelation's writing. Understand, right? Revelation's 2,000 years old now, written 95-ish AD. Um, that's almost 2,000 years old. But Daniel was not to be unsealed until the very, very end. So anyway, we need Daniel to do that. So you're not going to get any commentaries on Daniel or Revelation. That makes sense. I just don't think you can because they're not um, the information hasn't been made available by God. Do you know what I mean? Uh, definitely check it out, but I'm closing following the rebuilding of the new closely. You probably mean following the rebuilding of the new temple and awaiting for the man of sin to act as God. Yeah. Well, no doubt, but and you're right, you should do that, but even that is not a random thing. The man of sin cannot show up tomorrow. The temple can't be built tomorrow. You know why? <laughs> because we aren't at the fourth seal. There has to be a covenant, an agreement between Israel and all her neighbors, all the surrounding Muslim nations, to agree to build it. Because you can't build it without their permission, you know, right? I mean, we understand that. We, we like to think the Temple Mount just belongs to Israel. It doesn't. It gave Israel gave up control to Jordan. Did you know? That's why they can't do anything. That's why you can't pray on the Temple Mount. It's a stupid Islamic rule. Jordanian um, waqf, they call it. W-A-Q-F. Look it up. So that's until that changes, that status quo, that's the status quo. That's the way it is now. Until that changes, there will be no temple, period. And how does that change? You have to have a major political change in Jordan, Syria, Iraq, Iran, Turkey, Egypt. All those have to come to an agreement. There's no agreement there yet. That's why the second seal and the third seal have to happen first. That is the Iran versus Turkey war. And then the third seal is the Turkey getting things squared away with all the rest of the nations to agree to be in one super nation. That's called the beast. And only at that point can we have an agreement about the Temple Mount and Israel and peace and a covenant for seven years. Right? So we're not there yet. It's just common sense, really. It's not even, oh, fancy, um, you know, Bible prophecy teacher guy stuff, or you need a PhD to understand. No, you don't. It's just common sense, right? The, the status quo, what the, exists today, must be changed. And it's only going to change with the agreement of all the Muslim nations. Then the temple can come. And then the man of sin can come, but we're not there yet. So we must 
know where we are on the road. Best commentators, the Holy Spirit. Well, no doubt. That's what I was trying to say. Uh, fast and pray for revelation and wisdom. God will send you, especially if, well, that's, that's right. Um, and if we shouldn't eschew, right? You shouldn't ignore teachers. God sends you teachers, it says. So we should benefit from that. And he's going to use, he uses people to teach me. He might use me to teach you, whatever. Um, but through that, the Holy Spirit will work in all of us. And we'll get the right picture if we're listening to him. Yeah. We're not going to have 10 different pictures. The Holy Spirit is saying the same thing. We're going to come to it. Um, got confused. Misread your chart as saying the second half of the tribulation is the wrath of God. No. Mm -mm. Yeah, so let me make that big again in case anyone else had that misunderstanding, which probably people did. Okay, so that this bottom two lines run parallel. The orange line with the seals, and then the bottom with the blue and the green. That's all running parallel. Now, it, it says it's, it does, it's not literally half and half like the picture shows, time-wise. It's not. The last three and a half years go all the way right to the very end, and then the wrath of God when Jesus comes is very short. It's very short. Um, so he makes these stops very quickly. Now, how quickly? We're not told. Maybe it's, it has something to do with Daniel 12 and the you know 1290 to 1335, those days, probably somewhere. That's probably the truth is in there. Um, so, you know, plan that out. Some 40, you know, 30, 40 day period or whatever might be as long as the vials last. Definitely not three and a half years. No, no. So the sixth and seventh seal are very, very near each other. It's not equidistant like the like the chart. You may think that's what it says. It doesn't. <clears throat> it's just saying that the the um, differentiator, the um, the thing that changes from the trumpets to the vials is the return of Jesus, which is the sixth seal. Okay, that's what's that's what it's meant to convey. I hope uh, that's clearer. Not there yet. That's right. That's right, Anthony. Anthony, excuse me. I think I called you Anthony. Forgive me. Claudia, uh, Mark Davidson does a very good explaining of the four signposts. Thank you both. Yeah, so Mark has, he's been a pioneer. He wrote a book back in 2015 called Daniel Revisited, where he laid out how... I believe totally correct um, how the first four seals definitely correspond to the four beasts of Daniel seven. Uh, and these are not just coincidences, but signs to look for um, before the tribulation, before the antichrist ever shows up, these things have to happen in this order. And that's why they're presented that way. And I completely agree with, um, with what he's saying in that. Uh, but he's not the first one really to say, not a, in a way, he's really not the first because there was actually about a year or two earlier, um, there was a guy who actually I met, but I didn't know who he was. 
at Jonathan Kahn's church in New Jersey. Oh, let me get his book real quick. Oh, Anthony is just, he's just called Tony. All right, well, bless God, Tony. Hang on a second. Ah, here, this here. The 9-11 Prophecy by James Fitzgerald. Startling evidence the end times have begun. So he places, this was written in... Um, <laughs> the 2013 okay so he's he's postulating that the first seal was actually 9-11 and because of that now I don't agree with that statement per se but uh, but because of 9-11 we went to war in Iraq and Iraq is where the first seal is now that's true and that's what Daniel 7 shows us. And um, because of that, right, we went to war with Iraq. We overthrew Saddam Hussein and we replaced his rule with a democracy. Now, that is what Mark Davidson points to as the first seal, that actual changeover of governments um, into that. And he says that was what the first seal was in 20, uh, 2003. I kind of just try to be open-minded about it and say, wait a minute, since we're looking for a, a caliphate to emerge at the end, which we are, again, Mark agrees with that as well. Um, so then all the steps to it may be caliphates. And if that's the case, then the first seal was really the ISIS caliphate. And that happened in 2014, but also in Iraq, right? So so do you see how, the, whether you think it's 9-11, going to war with Iraq, overthrowing the Saddam government in Iraq, or the emergence of ISIS in Iraq, they are all directly related. You can't have one without the other. ISIS would never have happened without 9-11. ISIS would never have happened without Saddam being overthrown. Um, and they're all Iraq-centric. Iraq, Iraq, Iraq-centric. So that's why I say between 2001 and 2014 is the sign in Iraq called the first seal. Uh, that not only obviously impacted the world and uh, changed the dynamics of everything, but unsealed the book of Daniel. And that's why commentaries before, you know, before the last 20 years are meaningless, in my opinion. Because they're not going to get, the Holy Spirit's not talking to them. <laughs> it's just opinions. Um, Marianne, if we really do go through the tribulation, I can really see you being right about people losing their salvation. Even if I'm right about during the age we live in right now. Well, yeah, I mean, any, the, it's kind of just, again, common sense, like the more pressure and turbulence and, you know, tribulation there is because you're a believer, the more it costs you, the more heavy that load is to bear the more we'll leave if you if you have to renounce christ to get your medicine for your grandma or if you have to renounce christ to get food for your baby or you have to renounce christ to turn on the electricity today for example just throwing it out there um you're gonna have a lot of people leaving the faith 
because they're not grounded, right? Jesus told us this right from the beginning, right from the four soils. Some will hear the word, accept it gladly, but won't be able to endure under persecution because it's not rooted. They don't believe, they don't have the joy in the suffering. That's why we have to teach suffering um, as part of the gospel because it's in there the whole time. And so, yeah, the, when the pressure is turned up, when those birth pains are getting sharper and and more extreme and harder to, to remain in the faith, it is. Again, it's common sense, right? Uh, so that's why we have to train ourselves in this, like a, um, in a military kind of way. I don't mean physically militaristic, but in your in your mind to go to war in your mind to say I'm. We have to go to boot camp, so to speak, right? We got to run through drills um, as if it's happening. So when it does really happen, if I'm in it, if I'm part of it, if I don't die first, and that's the only way you're getting out of the tribulations, if you die first, um, if I'm in it or my kids or whatever, we've got to gone through training already, right? The Marines or the, you know, the, the army, whatever, they're only effective um, when they've gone through the appropriate training over and over and over again. So you don't um, hesitate and you don't freak out when the real thing comes You because you've been through the training. Uh, True Church Podcast. Well, I already said this, man. No. Nope, there isn't. Uh, and again, like, it's awesome. I can recommend my book. I can recommend that. Fleet of the Mountains. Okay, some of this is in there. In fact, how do we get there from here is this section. Uh, chapters one and two. Anyways, I'll open it up. Okay, check that out. Um, and so not only what is coming is important, go to fleetofthemountains.com, by the way. You can get hardcover, softcover, ebook, uh, Kindle, audiobook, whatever you want. So not only figure out what is coming, but why, why, and what does God expect us as Christians, the church, to do about it. If you're in the middle of it, what does he expect you to do? Well, stay faithful, yes. Uh, yeah, that's for your benefit, right? Um, but what does he expect? What is the body of Christ on the earth supposed to do to the Jews who are being invaded, for example? What is What are we supposed to do with that? That's what my book's about. Well, knowledge puffs up, John 12, 24. So you can be a jerk if you want. This guy doesn't know. You know, hey, teachers are double judged, right? I know the cost. Okay, so you have a nice day, sir. Can we just have a normal conversation here instead of dissing, you know, and saying this guy is this and that? Can I have one podcast without that or one video? I guess not. Yeah, well, 
Thanks, Mariano. I appreciate that. Oh, no problem. No problem, brother. Uh, if you are brother, I'm sorry. Sorry, if you're not. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, I don't just to re just repeat what I said earlier about the commentaries. I don't think there's a reason to have it right now. There's no time really to concentrate on that. I don't think the way my mind works, I would be like, you know, obsessing, obsessing over it. Um, and I've gone through, I'm done with all that. Like, I wish many, many others would just be done with all that. We got the scripture. We got God's word on it. Let's find, let's find teachers to help us. But commentaries, I just, I'm done. Um, and like, again, the main reason is um, before Daniel was unsealed, whenever you think that is, it's not going to matter what they say in the commentary because it's wrong or not adequate, you know, short-sighted, um, doesn't know the full picture anyways. Is there any new commentaries the last 15 years that have come out that are any good? Maybe, but I don't know of them. So, and I'm not going to write one or I don't know anyone who is. <clears throat> uh, fellowship says, doesn't the mark of the beast happen after the seventh trumpet? Nope. If this is the case, then only the 144,000 will be here to go through the Mark of the Beast, MOB. Nope, not, no. Um, the Mark of the Beast is delineated. It is, let me pull up the thing here. The Mark of the Beast is told, described for us in Revelation 13, but that doesn't mean it happened after the seventh trumpet. See, this is what I said in the beginning <clears throat> about uh, zooming in and out on particular aspects. Revelation 12 is the big story of the of history, really. Of history. Um, Old and New Testament are contained in one chapter of Revelation 12. Again, may I recommend Fleet of the Mountain. I have a whole section on Revelation 12. Um, and from that, we see how Satan is evicted from heaven, and he has great wrath because he knows he has only a short time, a short time being three and a half years. And then Revelation 13 shows you what those three and a half years will be like. It doesn't mean it happened after the seventh trumpet. The seventh trumpet is the return of Jesus. We know that from Paul, and we know that from Jesus himself. Can't be after that. Um, but it's just describing what Revelation 12 has already said. This is what it will be when Satan is on the earth pouring out his wrath. He There is a beast now that is empowered to invade Israel, and there's a false prophet which who has never been there yet. When Satan is on the earth for those last three and a half years, only then can there be a miracle-working false prophet. And he is the one, if we look carefully at Revelation 13, the false prophet is the one who enforces the mark of the beast. There is no mark of the beast before that. All right? So everything flows from that reality. So we, we pull back from the um, you know, what the trumpets are and so forth. I'm going to show you what the last three and a half years is going to be like when Satan is angry. He's on the earth. You have the false prophet. You have the beast kingdom rising and attacking Jerusalem. Uh, and we have a great cost for following Jesus. Now called the mark of the beast, the number of his name, all that stuff is all final three and a half year stuff. 
and it said all these people were taking it, etc. So it's not just 144,000. I mean, it's everybody. Uh, will you be able to watch this after the stream? Yeah, of course. As long as YouTube keeps it up. Again, I want to encourage you, please. I know we, we are on several YouTube channels, but go to wingsoftheeagle.com and give what you can. This ministry is brought to you by you alone. If you like what we're doing, if you're getting something you never realized before, maybe, you know, help that you were seeking and or whatever. Give to us. Folks need to stop the market of be speculating. It's a lot of confusion. I agree. I mean, it is. There's no point in, in speculating about it. And because it's not here yet. And it's not going to be here until the very end. But it's good to talk about it. Mark appears after the false prophet, beast from the earth. Correcto. Correct, Tony. Right. And it can't be here before that. That's the thing. It's like, oh, well, you know, speculation about microchips or vaccines or about God knows what else. Um, cashless society, Bitcoin, like who knows? Uh, everything is the mark of the beast year to year, right? Um it's not here. Whatever it ends up being, we don't know. But it's not here because the false prophet's not here. And that's all we've got to know. <laughs> Claudia, how does one explain to others that the church is not the restrainer? Um, well, I have teaching on that. <clears throat> um, it has to do with, obviously, Paul's words, but also Daniel chapter 10. Um, 10 and 12, mostly 10, uh, because it says there, the angel, remember Daniel prays for help and the angel comes and he says, only Michael withholds with me in these things. He is the restrainer. How do we know that? Revelation 12, other places that show uh, Satan and Michael are always at each other. And that in the, Daniel 12, we see that um, Michael is the actual protector of Israel's borders. So when he lets Satan go, when he stops restraining him in heaven, which is what Revelation 12 says, right? He's kicked out. Once he is evicted and he has to be on the earth, he's unrestrained. Michael can't stop him or won't, God won't, stop Satan from invading Israel anymore. That's what the restrainer's for. And that's why we can't see the Antichrist sit in the temple of God, etc., etc., until the abomination of desolation, because Satan does that. Michael stops protecting Israel, for a lack of better term, okay? So he's restricting the man of sin from sitting down. He is. Only once Satan is here can that occur. And that's why Michael's the restrainer, not the church or anything else. It's, uh, it's telling that the Antichrist betrays the false prophet. Um, what do you mean by that? There's no point in joining the devil at all. Sometimes even if the one being recruited thinks he has something to gain. I'm sorry, I don't understand that. I don't understand what you mean there. 
the Antichrist doesn't betray the false prophet. Can you can you um, in more detail on that, please, brother? Uh, doesn't he says doesn't the Antichrist destroy the false prophet system? No. No. I don't know what you mean by that. Um, you're welcome, Claudia. Thank you. No, I don't know what you mean. I, I need more information. No, the false prophet, right? Remember, he is his job is to point people to Satan. That's what we're told, right? Through the mark of the beast, this and that. It says to worship the image of the beast. All that is the false prophet stuff. So he has the power. He has miraculous powers. He has supernatural power um, to convince and deceive, to convince the world and the church, including the church, uh, to worship the devil through the this beast kingdom. So I don't, I don't know about destroying anything what what system is the false prophet that you're referring to what system are you talking about all right good information well i've been taught ah first first red flag right i know i've i've been through this too uh i've been taught that the false prophet sets up a one world religion that's not what the bible says then the Antichrist wants everyone to worship him, so he destroys the false prophet system. No, that's, I mean, no, that's not in the scripture at all. There's nowhere that that happens. Um, Bond Servant says, Man, I may be confusing Mystery Babylon with the false prophet. Now, that's possible. Um, they're not the same. Okay, the false prophet is one person, um, supernaturally empowered to point people to the beast. Uh, that's he doesn't have a system. Mystery Babylon is we just went through that as well. I hope you joined us on End Time Church where we um went over the fact that it's a location, not a system. It's a physical place um, that has worldwide impact and influence. And yes, there it's hated by the beast, but yet it teams up with it, right? Uh, but it's not a system. So if you want a, more info on that, please go to the playlist, uh, the video that says Mystery Babylon from last week, Revelation 17 and 18. But, again, but that's not the false prophet for sure. False prophet amplifies the Antichrist very much together, yeah. Now, I mean, I'm not even, uh, that's right, Tony. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I'm not even settled, to be honest with you, I'm not even settled in my mind. Um, the antichrist person versus the 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 false prophet versus the you know the beast because that's a kingdom like how does that all work the little horn false prophet are they the same person are they different people right like I, i'm not technically you know i'm just telling you being honest i'm not i'm not settled about that in my mind at all so but the point is uh that for sure um the the false prophet like tony says is to amplify, to help, to, to deceive people to worshiping the beast and hence Satan. They're definitely not opposed in any way.
in any way. No. Okay. So again, Marion, I didn't want to, I don't want to disrespect you or whatever, but uh, I've been taught this and that. I mean, that's why I, I believe a lot of wrong doctrines over the years because of just what you just said. Well, somebody taught me that or some book said that, <laughs> Oh, it's easy to get, you know, led down the wrong path in ignorance uh, by someone who also in ignorance is saying this or that, and they sound smart or they wrote a book, so they must know what they're talking about. Don't assume that, you know, test it all. Even my book, please test it. Um, yeah. So that's where a lot of bad theology or understanding comes from is um, I was taught this. T-Rex, what's up? There's my sister from another mister. She's she's not even settled about what to have for dinner in her mind. Well, I'm, I'm with you there. Get too old for that. Bond servant, I've been thinking the same thing about uh um geez, EH and F FP false prophet. Okay. What's EH? I don't know. Help me out. But well, whatever it was, you're thinking the same thing. So high five. Uh, okay. Praise God, guys. <clears throat> All right. I got no more charts today. This is again what we just wanted to uh review. So if you are have any further questions or what have you feel free to leave a comment down below in youtube or on twitter i'll be do my best to get to it um but again i think it would be really helpful to visit the site and get some more visual learning going on because i'm all about the visual learning too that's why i made these charts even though they're really kind of juvenile uh but um yeah it helps to learn visually right so go to wingsoftheeagle.com slash seven seals slash seven trumpets and slash seven vials. And we've got a bunch of images and stuff there to hopefully help you um, with that. FP, oh, the false prophet. There you go. Fat fingered it. Yeah, I'm here. I'm hearing you. There's going to be some evil beasts and people and nations and everything's going to blow up. <laughs> Settled about that. Well, that's true enough, right? We know that's coming. Ah, it's whatever, man. It is what it is. Google Slides, to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> that's how we created that and then pulled in a bunch of shapes, colors, and some photos for, or what do you call it? Uh, those transparent little images that no one will sue me about. Anyways, there you go. All right, guys. Love you all so much. Let's end this now and uh, continue to pray and seek the face of the Lord. Seek the Holy Spirit because he will, as Tony, I believe, pointed out. No, it was somebody else. Anyway, we all agree. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. He is the one who illuminates the scriptures. He will bring things back to our remembrance that Jesus told us. Uh, he is always faithful. He is always there. Is always willing to speak to us and hear from us, by the way, right? He wants dialogue. He wants dialogue with the Father. Yeah, he wants you to talk to him. He wants you to learn from the Son and engage in the Spirit. Boom. 
and then through him, we can understand what he wrote, even in these possibly um, confusing topics of the seals, trumpets, and vials. So hopefully this was a bit helpful to you. Um, again, I encourage you to, to help us out if you can. Get fleetofthemountains.com for the book. Um, and worst comes to worst, Lord willing, we'll see you Monday for End Time Church. Um, and that is that. All right. Keep watch out. If there's anything urgent that comes along in the prophetic fulfillment of these things, we have prophecy news updates that we can get on and do as well. So um, just watch out for that. Watch out for each other. Be about what Jesus prayed for, which is to be one uh, as he and the Father are one. Amen? Amen. Till next time. Bye-bye.